1: Aloha! So happy to join with you. Yeah, I'm remembering that uh, this time last week, it uh, had just started snowing. I looked up in the midst of the show and uh, it was snowing, which was really cool. I hadn't seen snow in a long time. I'm still in Maine your Isle Maine and uh, spring is springing the daffodils are out here which is pretty pretty exciting for the local folks and uh, I'm very happy to be here I'm an island lover I love the islands I love being surrounded by water it's just heavenly for me uh, but next week I will be joining you from North Carolina. Yes, I'll be there for two weeks with my uh, spiritual counseling training intensive and then the Advanced Masterful Living Student Retreat and then the Stop Playing Small Retreat. Three events back-to-back, which I'm very much looking forward to up in the Blue Ridge Mountains and uh, there is still some room if anybody would like to be spontaneous and join us. So the details are at jenniferadley.com. And I have been talking to folks all over the place who are interested in taking my spiritual counseling training intensive. It's one of the components of my spiritual counseling training, this week-long intensive. And, uh, wow, it's, it's so great to do that. And... Uh, But anyone can take it, and so therapists and coaches and people like that can take it, and we'll help you to get your continuing education units, your continuing licensing units, so ministers, all kinds of folks like that who would like to increase their counseling skills and have a great getaway. And, uh, you know, I do everything in accordance with A Course in Miracles, so it's really counseling from that perspective, holding that very high watch. And right now, I am doing the uh, work of investigating, possibly doing this training in Thailand in November, early November, and uh, also investigating possibly doing it in the fall, maybe um, first week of September, something like that, in the UK. And uh, I'm also thinking about doing a retreat that's purely pampering self-love while I'm in Thailand because it's a great place to do the pampering. So, working on these events. So, just giving you a heads up in case you're interested. So, today we are... Grateful, grateful, oh, what's happening with my computer? We're grateful to be focused on ending the fear of love. Yes, we are. So let's begin with a prayer and open our heart and open our mind. I like to place my hand on my heart and remind myself that it is my aspiration to be wholehearted. Wholeheartedly available for healing, for expansion, for clarity, for wisdom, for freedom, for joy, for peace, for harmony. Grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the higher Holy Spirit self leading us and guiding us. We are the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of love. And the Christ is right here where we are. So we're being Informed by our own Christedness. We are grateful to walk the talk and live the love fully. This is our desire. This is our intention. And we are allowing it to reveal itself in our awareness now. We are grateful to share the benefits of our healing and our con, our Uh, Our communion with the higher Holy Spirit self, our conscious awakening, we're sharing all these benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. All right. Um, let's see here. So I love this topic. You know, I I sit with the book and I um, I ponder and open my heart, my open my mind to whatever the Holy Spirit has for us. And then I just hold the book and I kind of feel the pages and I open to whatever is the guidance uh, unless I have some clear thing, because sometimes something comes in earlier, this is the topic. So, uh, it's we're looking at chapter 15, which is, uh, the whole chapter is called The Holy Instant. And uh, the section is section 10 so it's chapter 15 section 10 the time of rebirth and i'm going to jump to paragraph five where it says the idea is simply this you believe it is possible to be host to the ego or hostage to god this is the choice you think you have and the decision you believe that you must make. So, host to the ego or hostage to God. You see no other alternatives, for you cannot accept the fact that sacrifice gets nothing. Sacrifice is so essential to your thought system that salvation, apart from sacrifice, means nothing to you. Your confusion of sacrifice and love is so profound that you cannot conceive of love without sacrifice. And it is this that you must look upon. Sacrifice is attack, not love. If you would accept but this one idea, your fear of love would vanish. So... This is the thing, if you would accept this one idea that sacrifice is attack, not love, then your fear of love would vanish. Sacrifice is attack, not love. So let's set the intention right now to embrace that sacrifice is attack, not love, so that Our fear of love can vanish. So we're setting this intention. The Holy Spirit will guide us through the hour. Now, so I've been contemplating this. And one of the things that most commonly we hear people talk about is the sacrifices they make for their loved ones. We make sacrifices Well, I was going to go to college, but my family needed my support, so I didn't go to college. I sacrificed my opportunity to go to college in order to get a job and start supporting my family. I sacrificed having a personal life because I was a single parent, and so I did that for the love of my children. I sacrificed uh, the money so that my child could go to college. I sacrificed having things for myself. I sacrificed free time by having a second job and moonlighting. Right? We hear commonly people talk about making these kinds of sacrifices. So this is what... I asked the Holy Spirit for an example. This is what came first. And so... Sacrifice is ego, not love. So, here's the thing for us to think about. When we think we've made a sacrifice, what has really occurred? So let's say someone sacrifices their their time and energy in their mind, they're sacrificing so that they can raise the money to put their child through college. They're working, through, they're working two jobs in order that their child could go to college so their child could have a better life. Is it actually a sacrifice? Or is it the choice that you're making because it will make you feel good? Is it then a sacrifice? You see, the point that the Course of Miracles makes again and again is that the only sacrifice there really is is when we sacrifice our connection with God in favor of the ego. That's the sacrifice. So let's go to earlier in this chapter. And uh, the way it's laid out, the thinking is that, that we'll get to this chapter um, in, uh, well, it says the time of rebirth it starts with. The time of rebirth. It says, it is in your power in time, so in this world of effects, it, it is in our power to delay the perfect union of the Father and the Son so we can delay our union with god in our mind in this time-based experience in this temporal world it says for in this world the attraction of guilt does stand between them stands between guilt the attraction of guilt stands between our union with god in our awareness neither time nor season means anything in eternity But here, in this world, it is the Holy Spirit's function to use them both. Though not as the ego uses them. So time and season we're talking about. This is the season when you would celebrate my birth into the world. So he's thinking we'll be reading this at Christmas time. Yet you know not how. To celebrate my birth in this world. Let the Holy Spirit teach you. And let me celebrate your birth through the Holy Spirit. The only gift I can accept of you is the gift I gave to you. I love that. The only gift I can accept from you is the gift I gave to you. Remember he tells us to have give all to all. So the only gift we can accept from Jesus is the one That He already gave us. We're giving it back to Him. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. It says, The time of Christ we celebrate together, for it has no meaning if we're apart. So this is the gift that we can give, celebrating the time of Christ. The holy instant is truly the time of Christ. Christ. So the holy instant is the moment in which we're being purely loving. For in this liberating instant, no guilt is laid upon the Son of God, and His unlimited power is thus restored to Him. What other gift can you offer me when only this I choose to offer you? And to see me is to see me in everyone, and offer everyone the gift you offer me. I love that. So remember Jesus, when he walked the earth, he said, what you do to the least of them, you do to me. So, and to see me is to see me in everyone and offer everyone the gift you offer me. So the time of Christ, the holy instant, this is the gift that we can offer to everyone. He says, I am as incapable of receiving sacrifice as God is. And every sacrifice you ask of yourself, you ask of me. So we can think of religious traditions where there's this idea that sacrifice is somehow holy, or will make us more holy. He's telling us, uh uh-uh. uh, sacrifice is purely of the ego. So, he says, learn now that sacrifice of any kind is nothing but a limitation imposed on giving. So, consider that. Sacrifice of any kind is a limitation imposed on giving. Let's think about the parent that I was talking about before. That Let's say the single parent who says, I'm sacrificing my time and energy to work, to earn the money for you to go to college because I love you. Let's find the limitation imposed on giving. So, The parent is saying, instead of just giving all to all because I feel called to love, I've turned it into a sacrifice. I'm giving something up. I'm sacrificing. You can imagine that both the giver and the receiver would feel that ego impact in the gift. And what is the ego impact of the gift if I'm sacrificing for you? It's guilt, isn't it? It's guilt. Then the child feels this sense of burden, the sense of guilt. Maybe the child didn't ask for it but still appreciates that the that the parent is willing to do that work. But you know what the parent that's willing to do that work to make that effort they do it because they would like to do it because they'd like to give that a gift That's their choice so why add guilt into the mix so when we think of sacrifice we're adding guilt into the mix and this need not be It creates a burden so many of the folks who listen to this radio show i love you all so much i I get to talk with you from time to time and uh, meet you like at the course of miracles conference oh by the way we still have some discount tickets left for the next course of miracles conference if you'd like to get them so uh the Power of Live, Love Ministry extended itself to purchase these tickets so you could get a discount ticket. And um, tickets are not available at this price anymore. They were only available at the conference at this price. So um, uh, you can get them. And we'll also extend a payment plan to you if that helps you. So the next conference is in February 2018. Um so yes, I, I uh, and many of the folks in my year-long Masterful Living class, my Finding Freedom class, that I get to talk with uh, in my sacred circle, uh, are listeners of the radio show, show. So shout out to all of you! It's so wonderful to connect with you. I love transcending time and space with this technology. It's such a blessing. So. Let's not burden our loved ones anymore with the idea that we're sacrificing ourselves for their well-being, their happiness, their prosperity, their advantage. Because the truth is, is, we make choices because that's what makes us feel good. Some people are making these choices that they call sacrifice to alleviate their own guilt. That they are not doing more. That they're not doing something different. That this is all they can do. Right? So this sense of sacrifice is coming with and from guilt. Whether we know it or not. So let's partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to recognize where am I holding this idea of sacrifice? Could be in your workplace. So I'm sacrificing spending time with my family in order to put in overtime at work. That can lead to resentment. That can lead to regret. What is the healthiest way to live is to do things with our whole heart. So eliminating any idea of sacrifice will bring more freedom into our awareness and more freedom into our relationships to have, give all to all. And when we give all to all, we're giving love, we're giving compassion, we're giving kindness, we're giving generosity of spirit. This is how we give all to all. We don't have to give all of our possessions or all of our money or all of our time or all of our energy. We're giving kind thoughts, good thoughts, all love. To have all love, give all love to all love. (laughs) Because love is all that there is. So... Learn now that sacrifice of any kind is nothing but a limitation imposed on giving, and by this limitation you have limited acceptance of the gift I offer you. We, who are one, cannot give separately. So he's saying we, us, and him, are one and cannot give separately. So, whatever we're giving, the whole of the sonship is giving. When you are willing to accept our relationship is real, guilt will hold no attraction for you. What? Sometimes he says these things, and I just think, make it plain, my brother, make it plain. When you are willing to accept our relationship, As real, guilt will hold no attraction for you. So, okay, all the folks who are struggling with guilt, you can release all the attraction that it has for you so simply right here. Accept that our relationship with Jesus, our relationship with the oneness, our relationship with God is real. That's it. So let's let's pray on a daily basis to know our relationship with Jesus is real. And this is what a Course in Miracles teacher of God is doing is affirming and knowing and accepting and allowing that our relationship with Jesus is real. He's really guiding us. He's really caring about us. He's really talking with us. He's really not blaming us. He's really not shaming us. He's really not judging us. He's really loving us. He's really showing us the way. He's really letting us make our own errors and learn from them. He's really assisting us in having the fastest path of learning, healing, awakening that we can possibly have. In every minute of every day, in every moment. So when we have chosen wrongly, we can choose again and just go, oh, Jesus, I chose so wrongly. That's why I'm so unhappy right now. Help me to choose again. I am choosing again. I, I'm grateful that I'm choosing again. I'm celebrating that I'm choosing again. I'm choosing to know the loving response to this situation. I'm choosing to know how to live with more love, more joy, more peace. I'm choosing to surrender my attachments to my joys, my judgments my choice. (laughs) My judgments, choices of opinions and negativity. I'm choosing that. Yes. I love it. The gift of union is the only gift I was born to give. That's it. That's all he's got for us is union. And of course, With that union is the remembrance of our true identity and the full release of all false identification. Thank you. I accept the gifts of Jesus today. Jesus, I accept your gift. Thank you for giving it to me. Jesus, I open my heart and my mind to receive the gifts from your bounty. Thank you for the gifts you are giving to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So let us receive it. Let us be grateful. This is the gift that we can return. He says, The gift of union is the only gift I was born to give. Give it to me that you may have it. The time of Christ is the time appointed for the gift of freedom, offered to everyone. And by your acceptance of it, you do offer it to everyone. Indeed, It is in your power to make this season holy, for it is in your power to make the time of Christ be now. It is possible to do this all at once, because there is but one shift in perception that is necessary. For you made but one mistake. It seems like many, but it is all the same. For though the ego takes many forms, it is always the same idea. What is not love is always fear, and nothing else. So, that's the shift in perception. The one mistake is we moved into fear. We started to see someone as separate from ourselves. That's the one mistake. And, so, I love, he tells us here, the time of Christ is... Let the time of Christ be now. It is possible to do this all at once because there is but one shift in perception that is necessary for you made but one mistake. That's it. We valued separation. That's the one mistake. We decided to explore thoughts of separation. We became allured. Yes, That's our one mistake. So all the mistakes that we've made that compounded that, where we had an opportunity to choose again and extend patience and kindness, well, instead, we are still choosing separation. And we can change our mind about it right now. This is what Walking the Talk and Living the Love Means, And I am grateful to walk the talk and live the love with you today, my friend. So very grateful indeed. Yes. Oh, one thing I would like to, do to announce to you is I'm doing my seven simple steps to interrupt the Patterns of Fear class this week. 7 Simple Steps to Interrupt the Patterns of Fear class. It's a free class. If you go to the events page at jenniferhadley.com, you can sign up for free right there. It's a great class. People really loved it when I did it last year. Also on right now is... My Trust and Faith, Building Trust and Faith class. And so that's another class that's open to you. And don't forget the May events, including the Spiritual Counseling Intensive and Stop Playing Small Retreat are still open. All right, it's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles, where we're walking the talk and we're living the love And we're doing it right here on Unity Online Radio.
2: Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual
1: programs that change lives.
3: Have you asked your soul what it wants? Or are you so busy meeting the needs of everyone else? Family, friends, children, bosses, That you haven't checked in with the part of you that matters most? Janet Connor asked this question and received an answer. Your soul wants five things. That's it. Five things. Your soul wants to connect with Source, commit to values, serve a purpose, express itself creatively, and last, it longs to create a beautiful, abundant life. Janet Conner teaches five wisdom habits that meet those needs. You can take each course separately or register for the complete Your Soul Wants Five Things series and receive $1,000 in bonuses for free. Visit JanetConner.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your Soul Wants Five Things. Your soul will thank you.
0: considered that everything you think say and do is a prayer to the universe what would your life be like if you activated the power of yes join reverend beverly molander and her exciting guests on affirmative prayer activating the power of yes to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives their communities or even the world if they can do it you can too Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: for tuning in for a course in miracles living the love walking the talk get ready to focus on your intent to be the love be the peace through practical application as we return to a course in miracles living the love walking the talk
1: and we're back just like that through the magic of radio Thanks for joining me. (laughs) And we're talking about putting an end to being afraid of love. So, I don't know about you, but for me, I've experienced a lot of fear of love in my life. A lot. And I find that people are... Uh, Very afraid of love at times. It's really tremendous how much the fear of love gets in our way from having the very thing that we most desire, which is love. Most people I meet, whether they're willing to admit it or not, they really desire to be in the flow of love. They desire to be loving and they desire to be loved to be that perfect giver and receiver of love that they're naturally designed to be and yet the idea of being that perfect giver and receiver of love and being open to giving and receiving love and having uh Living in that space of giving all to all seems terribly threatening, because it is very threatening to the ego. So the ego has an attachment to everything. That Everything that the ego wants to give away, it has an expectation, hence the idea of sacrifice. There's expectation, there's attachment, there's strings attached, however you want to say it. When most people are giving, so most people in most relationships, whether they know it or not, they're giving to get. They're expecting appreciation. They're expecting some kind of recognition. They're expecting something. And that's the giving to get. That's the attachment. That's the string that's attached. And lots of people are very vocal about letting you know the sacrifices that they've made for you. I remember when I was a teenager once, my grandmother and I got into a fight. And she was in her personality, uh, manipulating and controlling because she had grown up in a very threatening environment. And so she learned to be very controlling of her environment to protect herself. You know, as a child, she really had, uh, some real, very real. Um, challenges and threats, and so she she adapt her personality became very controlling, or her personality was very controlling when she came in, and she had those experiences in order to help her trust and put her faith in God. I think that's really a more accurate way of putting it. Anyway, so she was often being controlling and manipulative with me, and uh, we 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 love each other very much. She's passed on but still present to me and um i totally have forgiven all the trespasses um and uh because there's just no need to judge them she was doing the best she can and her intention was to be loving but she felt that being loving meant being controlling and manipulative and um one time she said something about, you know, the things that she had done for me. And I remember just snapping right back as a teenager saying, nobody asked you to do those things. You did them for you. You did them because they would make you feel good about yourself. Do not put that on me. She really had this martyr thing happening and uh, I just, I was, I am not, not taking that on. I was very happy to receive all the gifts that she gave to me, but the one of guilt, I was not happy to receive. And I rejected it. And I said, no, you did not do those things for me. You did them for you to make you feel good. Because I knew that that was the case. I knew that was the case. And I was not taking on that guilt. Good for me. So the invitation is here to everyone, where are you holding in your mind that someone made a sacrifice for you or you made a sacrifice for them? Because in those holding the sacrifice in our mind choices, We're keeping guilt alive. And that's the opposite of walking the talk and living that love. It's the opposite of healing. It's the opposite of awakening. It's the opposite of freedom. It's imprisonment. So anyone who has led you to believe that they made a sacrifice for you, you can forgive them that they didn't comprehend what they were doing. They were probably doing what they were taught to do by their elders. Because these things get passed down generation to generation. But we're the ones who are interrupting these patterns of fear. We're the ones who are choosing anew. We're the ones who are infusing our mind, our awareness, our life our conversations and our choices with love and with compassion. So if you feel any residual anger or resentment for the people in your life who have told you they sacrificed for you or made you feel they sacrificed for you, forgiveness is the way. So we don't judge them for it. They were doing the best they can, and they were helping us to learn. All things are lessons God would have me learn. I am willing to learn my lessons. I am willing to remember that everything is perfectly organized for my good. How else could it be? There's no other way for it to be. And then, if you are aware that you've made people in your life feel guilty, that you have been holding uh, a sacrifice in your mind in the way you've been in your relationships, you can surrender that and forgive yourself and have a healing. So let's just take a moment to contemplate and really focus on this because listening, listening to the sound of my voice While might be incredibly (laughs) beautiful, (laughs) just um, being playful there, um, well, listening might be something that you enjoy. The healing comes from how you apply it, how you live it. And that's why our show is called A Course in Miracles, Living the Love and Walking the Talk, because that's where our healing comes in. So... Can you recall any conversations, any thoughts, any dialogues in your own mind where you have come to believe that you made sacrifices for other people? Just opening your mind to where have you been holding your choices as a sacrifice because if you hold it that way there will be guilt because we share one mind and the the idea of sacrifice always brings with it the guilt let's let's remember keep hope alive the obama campaign let's let let's let guilt die Let's let it fade away. Let's keep love alive. Let's keep compassion alive. So, forgiving yourself is non-judgment. So, not judging yourself for your path of learning. taking responsibility for any effect that your choices have made and seeing if there's any course correction. I think that this would be a beautiful conversation to have with children, with loved ones, where you have been holding, you've made sacrifices, to be able to talk about it with them, or even to say, um, I have been feeling so guilty because my parents sacrificed so much for me, and maybe I didn't appreciate it as much as I could or should, the coulda, shoulda, wouldas. And I'm willing to surrender all of that now and know that they did what they did because it was their choice for their fulfillment, for their happiness, and I can receive it without the attachment of guilt. So we can actually liberate those who held in their mind their sacrifices. And by doing so, brought us the gift of guilt. We can relieve them of the burden by True forgiveness, which is true non-judgment. So we can change our mind about how we hold them and their gifts. And we can receive them now as love rather than as sacrifice. And we can recognize that we are worthy of receiving all the gifts that people would like to give to us. Because the infinite creator is pouring out a blessing for us always. We are worthy of all gifts. So, we can truly relinquish this fear of love. You see how, if the gift uh, that is described as love, oh, I'm doing this for you because I love you. If the gift is given to you, and It's labeled with love, but it feels like guilt. That's a burden to receive. It's a burden to receive. It's not much of a gift, is it? But that's how the ego's gifts always are. The ego's gifts come with these attachments of guilt and blame and shame and regret and resentment and hurt and doubt and fear and worry. We can allow the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting of cutting all those strings. Cutting all those strings. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's powerful how much we can impact our family healing, our ancestral healing, the generations to come, the generations that went before by doing this work. Because all healing is at the level of the mind, so we're doing this work at the level of the mind. We're liberating ourselves from burdening people with our... Gifts of love that aren't love. And just think about how we can also do this in the workplace. I think it's so valuable to think about where in your job, where in your workplace are you giving to get? Because even if we're giving of our time and our energy just to get money, it's not going to be fulfilling. Many people feel um, sad or depressed because their work isn't fulfilling to them. But what makes work fulfilling? It's not the work that we do. We think that it might be that, but it's the love that we do it with. And I learned that... So well when I was younger and I'm, I'm grateful that I learned it when I was so young because I did have some jobs that I resented and then I had other jobs that were um, more, uh, I had jobs that were quite menial in the sense of waiting on tables and um, doing uh just, I worked in an amusement park. That was my first job when I was a teenager, making change and things like that. And it was an opportunity to recognize that I could impact somebody's day. I could improve the quality of someone's day just by how I treated them in that moment. And now I realize I can do that with a telemarketer. I can do that with the person uh, at a customer service. You know, uh, in the Power of Love Ministry, we offer so many free classes and things like that. And we have paid classes as well. We have a mix of both. And um, there's a lot of customer service. A lot. And... um, even to process a donation and things, you know, there's all kinds of things that where there's customer service involved. And sometimes, even with a free class, people will treat our customer service team with, um, anger and disrespect and can be, um, really unattractive and so we we're trained to know that it's a cry for love and that and my my intention in the customer service staff is that people are not doing it because it's a job they're doing it because they have a calling to be helpful to people and i love that in our team. I really love that. It's quite beautiful and I'm very appreciative of it. Yeah, there's so many ways that we can open our heart and walk the talk and live the love and eliminate the guilt. Because I know I certainly have done this where I have been the person that's got a customer service issue and trying to lay guilt on the people for not doing a better job. And I have seen amazing Uh, turnarounds in my own self, in my own ability to uh, be able to be loving, to be kind, to be gentle. Uh, And that is so fulfilling. I I love being able to see my own shifts and changes in my heart. Uh, So, back to our uh, topic here of no longer being afraid of love. So when when we're afraid to love, it's because we're afraid of love. There are strings attached. There's guilt. And let, let us remember here what he says. He says, Sacrifice is attack. It's not love. If you would accept, but this one idea... Your fear of love would vanish. Your fear of love would vanish. Guilt cannot last when the idea of sacrifice has been removed. For if there is sacrifice, someone must pay and someone must get. And the only question that remains is, how much is the price and forgetting what? How much is the price and forgetting what? As host to the ego, you believe that you can give all your guilt away whenever you want and thereby purchase peace. You see? And the payment does not seem to be yours. While it's obvious that the ego does demand payment, it never seems to be demanding it of you. You are unwilling to recognize that the ego, which you invited, is is treacherous only to those who think they are its host. The ego will never let you perceive this, since this recognition would make it homeless. For when the recognition dawns clearly, you will not be deceived by any form the ego takes to protect itself from your sight." Each form will be recognized as but a cover for the one idea that hides behind them all, that love demands sacrifice and is therefore inseparable from attack and fear, and that guilt is the price of love, which must be paid by fear. How fearful, then, has God become to you? And how great a sacrifice do you believe His love demands? For total love would demand Total sacrifice, And so the ego seems to demand less of you than God, and of the two is judged as the lesser of two evils, one to be feared a little, perhaps, but the other to be destroyed. For you see love as destructive, and your only question is, who is to be destroyed, you or another? You seek to answer this question in your special relationships in which you seem to be both destroyer and destroyed, in part, but able to be neither completely. And you think this saves you from God, whose total love would completely destroy you. The real price of accepting this has been so great that you have given God away rather than look at it. For if God would demand total sacrifice of you, it seems safer to project him outward and away from you, and not to be host to him. You must choose between total freedom and total bondage, for there are no alternatives but these. So our total freedom is really to have, give all to all, to open our hearts to love, to let go of ever trying to make anyone feel guilty, bad, ashamed, or punished ever again. So we can give up this idea that love requires any sacrifice. It does not. Love is our freedom. Love is our liberation. So... On that note, let us pray. And remember, the retreats are still open. There's still some spots left, and we're going to have such a good time. We have the uh, Seven Simple Steps for Interrupting the Patterns of Fear class this week. It's a free class. And we've got the Trust and Faith series on right now. You can start with us right now. All right. So, And don't forget the Course in Miracles tickets for the next conference. February 2018 in San Francisco. The discounted tickets, we still have some left. And taking this breath of love and gratitude, we open our heart once again to the Holy Spirit and we make a holy offering of all the habits of guilt. We are grateful that love carries no guilt. We're giving ourselves the gift of love and sharing the benefits with everyone. We open ourselves to this healing and we allow it to be. In gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 And if you enjoyed this radio show, please consider making a contribution to the Unity Church or... To the Power of Love Ministry that's my ministry Ministry.net or jenniferhadley.com to make a contribution thank you for your love and support God bless you have a great rest of your week
2: Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way.
3: Have you asked your soul what it wants? Or are you so busy meeting the needs of everyone else, family, friends, children, bosses, that you haven't checked in with the part of you that matters most? Janet Connor asked this question and received an answer. Your soul wants five things. That's it. Five things. Your soul wants to connect with source, commit to values, serve a purpose, express itself creatively, and last, it longs to create a beautiful, abundant life. Janet Conner teaches five wisdom habits that meet those needs. You can take each course separately or register for the complete Your Soul Wants Five Things series and receive $1,000 in bonuses for free. Visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your Soul Wants Five Things. Your soul will thank you.